This is Lake Effect from 89.7 WUWM, Milwaukee Public Radio. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Bonnie North. And I'm Mitch Tyke. Earlier this summer, the owners of a longtime staple on the Wisconsin produce scene announced they'll shut their doors for good at the end of September. Brennan's Markets operated five stores around Wisconsin, including in Brookfield and Oconomowoc. We wondered if the closing of the 75-year-old business means that the specialized grocery store is going the way of the dodo bird. Well, not so, says grocery retail analyst David Livingston. He joined us in the studio and explained what's going on. That was probably more of a business operations issue. Uh, Brennan's was a small retailer compared to the large multi-billion dollar retailers that we have today. So do you see there's no room for the small operators anymore, even in a place like southeastern Wisconsin? Well, there's always room for a small operator, but they have to be well operated. They need, in this day and age, you really need to be debt free. You uh, have to offer something very compelling and different than the other competitors to get customers in your doors. Does the fact that someplace like, say, Fresh Time or Whole Foods, which also offers organic produce and farm, basically farm to store produce, the fact that they are a one-stop shop, is that to their advantage? Well, I wouldn't say they're a one-stop shop. I think uh, we are getting away from the one-stop shop supermarket uh, trips. People are making multiple stops, going to Trader Joe's, perhaps Fresh Time, Sendix, Metro Market, Walmart, Aldi. There's uh, not a lot of loyalty anymore in the grocery business, and shopping patterns have changed. So what were they, and what are they changing to? Well, historically, people went to a conventional supermarket, did probably 80% of their shopping there, and over the years, stores became more specialized. Uh, extreme low prices, uh, quality and service, fresh produce, fresh perishables, perhaps a restaurant experience. And now we're getting into home delivery and online shopping. Do you see this as more of a European-type trend where people go to the bakery to get their bread and go to the fishmonger to get their fish? Are we moving in that direction or are we, is there still room for the big stores? There's always going to be room for the big stores, but they've got to be very compelling and offer the customer uh, a reason to come in. They can't be too high priced. They can't be you know, slow in their service. They have to offer the customer a good reason to come. There's going to be a lot of conventional supermarkets, I believe, over the next five years go bankrupt and consolidate, and there's going to be a lot of store closings as we see more of the specialty stores open up. So the idea that if I want to get fresh fish or I want to get meat or I want to get just produce, it seems like things are fracturing into those kinds of specialty stores? Yeah, it is. Uh, And you mentioned earlier about the European style of shopping. A lot of the European style of shopping is influenced by the transportation, the price of gasoline, uh, we don't have that issue here. We've got a good road grid. We don't, our public transportation isn't that good, so people do have to rely on their own. Gas is cheap, so it's easy for people to drive around and shop. We're going to see probably more people making multiple trips. You know, maybe they might buy a bulk of their groceries at a, a store like Woodman's or Walmart, where it's going to be very low priced, or Aldi. 
And then we're going to see people start making specialty purchases, bakery, deli, sushi, meat, and produce. And they're going to hit all the small specialty stores that have been popping up. And particularly diets have changed. People are trying to eat more healthy. And the private label of organic products is becoming more important. So we're going to see uh, probably more stores open that specialize in these things. And we're going to see some of these stores fail. And already um, we're starting to see uh, store, store closures and the, the weaker aspects of these specialty markets. Like what? Who, who isn't making it right now? Well, I think the fresh market, they've got two stores in the metro area. Uh, they've been closing stores around the country, haven't been making it. I'm not real sure about fresh time long term. They've been building a lot of stores. Uh, from what I see, for the most part, they're not performing all that well. Uh, they just announced a closing this past week down in Kentucky. So I think somewhere down the road, they're going to have to face some challenges and decide, you know, is, is their business model going to work? Uh, their answer has been to just build more stores that with mediocre performance. So that's generally not a good long-term strategy. Not usually, no. Um, What about areas of the country? Does Wisconsin, the trends here in Wisconsin that you're seeing, do they echo across the country? Or are we looking at different things happening in different parts of the the country? They do echo overall. Uh, We happen to be currently in a state of being overstored. And that's going to work itself out. We've had Meyer come in, open a lot of stores which has uh, overstored the market. Uh, I think they originally thought that when they came in, uh, Roundy's would just go bankrupt and disappear, but instead Roundy's was bought by Kroger. So the number of closures that they anticipated haven't been there. Yeah, there's been a lot of pick-and-save closures, but I think Meyer was probably anticipating a lot more of them. They were probably hoping that the stores would fall in the hands of inept operators and uh, maybe the stores wouldn't close, but the sales would certainly go down. Kroger, being a very formidable competitor, has made it very challenging for Meyer. Sendix thinks out of the box. They're opening stores various sizes in unusual locations, and a lot of us didn't expect that see that to happen. What about stores like Cermak? Uh, they just happen to be somebody on my mind because I was there not too long ago, and they are almost a full-stop shop, but it's very international. Right. They're more, they're more of an ethnic operator, uh, mostly catering to Hispanic uh, shoppers. It's very difficult for the larger competitors like uh, Meyer or uh, Kroger to compete in a Hispanic area. I can recall years ago doing shopper surveys when I worked for Roundies, and we would look at our frequent shopper card to see where... Uh, our market shares were. And when we got down to the Hispanic neighborhoods, it was like almost nothing. And since then, they've closed the Clark Square pick and save. Uh, We just could not reach over to the Hispanic shopper. And you get uh, retailers like Cermak or El Rey, they know what they're doing. And uh, Pete's Produce, they know how to cater to the ethnic markets. And I find that for those of us who aren't technically ethnic but like to shop there, you find things in those stores that you don't find in a Meyer or your average pick and save. You know, you're going to find different kinds of produce. You're going to find different kinds of canned goods and and meats and things that you're just not going to see elsewhere. And if you want that, that's where you end up going. Right. That's true. And the thing is, it's not worth the time of the big chain stores to – 
worry or to try to specialize and cater to uh, specific neighborhoods. They would have to hire more people. They might have to run a separate ad. And that's just not worth their time. They'd rather do the cookie cutter ad that goes out. Whatever you get in the Hispanic neighborhood, the same ad's going to be out in the Lakes Country. Going back to where we started with, like, the closing of Brennan, so you think that was more of an operational thing. You don't see that that kind of specialty store is going to fall by the wayside anytime soon. No. That, I mean, that's the type of format that's been growing. And I think we're probably going to see a few more specialty stores like that close. And that's mostly because of being an over, overstored market or about being highly in debt or having a poor location. But overall... We're seeing a strong growth in the natural, organic, and the fresh, perishable stores. So in the next five years, say, what do you think that the grocery store, specialty store uh, map is going to look like here in the metro Milwaukee area? Well, first, I think you're probably going to see a lot more pick-and-save stores close that are redundant. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, most of these stores are close to another one, so no one is going to be too inconvenienced. We're probably going to see stores like um, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's probably expand, find more locations. Uh, Now that Amazon is with Whole Foods, it's really unknown. I think that in itself is going to create a lot of disruption in the market, not so much for what they do, but how they psychologically affect the competitors. A lot of the competitors think, well, gee, Amazon and Whole Foods, they must know something we don't. So let's go out and scramble and try to maybe copycat what they do. And maybe that's not the best idea. I mean, if the New England Patriots suddenly said we're going to start punting on third down, are you going to take your football team and start strategizing third down punt plays? And maybe that's not the right thing to do. But if someone else says it and they're very credible, you tend to believe what they say. Right. It tends to influence what people do and and how the market reacts because you think, well, this is successful. We should do that too. Right. And we saw Kroger, they bought a chain called Lucky's, which is similar to Fresh Time. And uh, they only had 19 stores. So you can't go too wrong with 19 stores with that type of acquisition. But perhaps down the road, we may see a company like Target perhaps purchase a Fresh Time or maybe Meyer get more involved with Fresh Time than they are now. We might see Kroger try to purchase a a specialty operator in the area. I'm not sure what's going to happen to the fresh market. My hunch is now that they're owned by private equity, they'll probably close. So there's going to be a lot of uh, musical chairs. In the end, it all works out. Sales per square foot eventually gets back to a normal level. But in five years, I think we're probably going to see a lot more online shopping. I think we're going to see more click and collect. Uh, We're going to see more home delivery. I've got a daughter who uh, does the Walmart click and collect because she doesn't want to take her children inside Walmart when they're small children. It's very difficult getting them in and out of the car. And it's very easy to sit at home and just buy things on online and then pull up to the store, pick it up and take it home. And no matter what, we all still have to eat. So this market is not going to go away. It's just what it's going to look like. Right. And I think we're going to see more meal kits. We're going to see more uh, restaurant options in the supermarkets. Other parts of the country, well, even over in Madison with Hy-Vee, they've got an extremely nice restaurant option. You've got sit-down dining. You've got uh, salad bars. You've got buffets. You've got pizza. You've got sandwiches. 
And a lot of people, when they want to go out for dinner, sometimes the supermarket is the, their first option. So in all of this, do you see these chains, because a lot of these stores are chains, are they going to be buying directly from farmers here in southeastern Wisconsin or in Wisconsin in general? Do they already do that, or are they still doing national distribution? In reality, it's natural distribution. Of course, all grocers are buying something local. More of it's uh, hype for advertising. I still can't find Door County cherries in a supermarket here in Milwaukee. They seem to all come from Washington. And I think even if you shop at a supermarket in Door County, you're going to see Washington cherries. But the buying local, that tends to be more hype than anything there's always a little bit going on, but it's never significant. It's, it's all about the dollars. It's all about the costs. So in the end, the, the bigger chains are going to be buying, you know, a lot of foreign produce. You're going to see a lot of stickers that, with country of origin that say Mexico on it. Or that, Chile. Right. Yeah. And that, that's, that's just the way it is. So if you want something local, you need to go to a farmer's market or a farm. I, I would suggest doing that because you're going to be picking through a lot of produce in the supermarkets trying to find something local. Well, David Livingston, thank you so much for stopping in and talking with us. I appreciate your time. You're welcome. Nice to be here. David Livingston is a grocery retail analyst. His Wisconsin-based company is called DJL Research. You can hear all of the segments in our full plate series at wuwm.com. 